How many women artists can you name? How many do you know? My name is Natalia Guerrero, and this is Avant, a series by Women in the Arts, Inc. to introduce you to the life, work, and legacy of contemporary women artists. In this first episode of the series, I visit with artist Bobby Mastrangelo, who was a finalist in the 2020 Women in the Arts Celebrating the Genius of Women competition. I traveled to Bobby's studio in Poinciana, Florida, with the founder and director of Women in the Arts, Maria Guerrero. Bobby's worked for over three decades in sculpture and printmaking. She's a member of the National Association of Women Artists and has worked in museums all over the country. Hello out there, I'm Bobby Mastrangelo, known as the Great Lady because I do artwork based on manhole covers, water covers, grates, and drains. I recreate scenes of the street and the sidewalk that are around manhole covers and water covers. My sculptures appear very realistic, like a piece of the street was hung on the wall, and my some of my prints are on handmade papers deeply embossed, and they represent scenes on the street with the, the road markouts. You meet the men on the highway. They went out from the highway department and opened up a manhole cover so I could see how it's built and what's underneath. The water district men would take me would bring me covers that were broken or take photos and they, everybody invo- was involved in it. I've led an exciting life uh, a, lot, yeah. a lot of years and being a manhole artist is like no other art form you'll ever find because you're down in the streets, you're doing a rubbing and people come along, they practically laugh at you but they have to know what you're doing. And everybody laughs, a manhole artist, whoever heard of that, you know, they laugh at it. Bobby's focused on manhole covers the majority of her career. And I wanted to know why. I was studying printmaking, and the printmaking instructor, Dan Weldon, said um, he made us keep a book of all our, of all all the way we wanted to do things. And he said, "Your sketchbook is all over the place. There's no one theme. We don't know who the artist is. You need one theme or one style, or we won't know. You won't have an identity as an artist." So he gave me C in the class, and I did not like that. So I went to the art history professor who wrote the book on pop art, Lawrence Alloway, a wonderful British professor. And he looked at my book of artwork I had done, The Sunburst, The Owl Against the Moon, The Rooster Against the Sunrise. He said, my dear, you have a penchant for circles. So when I found, um, I'm trying to think of his art, an artist book who took photogra- put photographs of manhole covers in his book, and it wasn't related to his other art. I said, nobody's doing manhole covers. I'll just do those. That was 1979. I asked Bobby, was something an average person wouldn't know, just looking at a manhole cover or an open manhole? I don't think they know how much work all of our public employees do to keep all of this going for us. Nobody ever thinks about when they flush their toilet where the water goes and that it should be it should be taken care of before it gets in its you know, so, sifts back into the water stream so that it's pure and that you don't dump your fertilizer and you don't go at the end of the block and dump things down the drain like people used to. In the 50s and 60s, people didn't understand that this water was going to eventually go right into, it would someday be in our water system again. Mm-hmm. So um, I think they even fertilizers are cleaned up and things are more environmentally handled all along the way. 
She's motivated by her concern for the environment, taking care of our water supply and reducing litter in public spaces. I asked her to take us through the process of creating one of the pieces she submitted for the 2020 Women in the Arts competition, titled, When the People Care. Okay, that was when I was involved with Keep Our Town Clean and Beautiful. And I, I did that because I was trying to sweep off a manhole cover and I said, this is disgusting. And I was walking along with my friend and I was telling her about that and she said, well, you know, you could do something about it. One person can make a difference. So I met with people in the town and, and uh, a reporter was there too. And so I said, we need a group that's going to adopt spots and make them nicer and cleaner, beautify them, plant flowers, clean up litter. And one of the reporters says, I've got a name for you. We're going to call it Clean. Capital C, capital L, capital E, capital A, capital N. Clean. Committee for Liber Litter Elimination and Neatness. And we all thought that was a wonderful word. And so I got very involved and, and I wrote my poem afterwards with the manhole cover. At you, you, I don't know if you pick that print that has the litter in it. And it says, yes. when the people care enough, they will not litter. Then they will notice the beauty of clean sidewalks and streets. There will be more pride in the environment when the people care enough. When the people care, when? And uh, it was a question, when will they do that? Yeah. And um, I had learned how to make my own paper in the 1980s. And I had big sheets of big screens and I made the sheets of paper. I had my own printing press. And I carved out all the letters for that backwards, because that's what you have to do in printmaking. And I had, I think when I finished, I had uh, some metallic paint on the top over the water cover there, a water meter pit cover, and they were put together. And this one happens to be on the background of watercolor paper imported from India, which to make it look like real pavers, I wet the this watercolor paper and went out in the went out in my yard and my on the top of the pavers and pressed all of the watercolor paper right into the pavers and then I started painting with sponges and then all the cracks and the crevices got the the darkness in it and it looked so much like pavers I was able to take that paper off and mount it over styrofoam background <coughs> and put another layer of styrofoam background and put the print on top of it and so now it's a sculpture a wall relief mm -hmm. just called when meaning when will the people care bobby took us through her process and her attention to detail in how she renders the look of a manhole in the road when i was making paper and doing the prints i was always concerned with was everything coming out clear was i putting the right colors on in the case of this it's like a they call it a collagraph base because the letters were on a base where there were shapes that were raised and um, the letters were cut in so that the letters were carved inward. It was such a it was such a job just to do it technically to do it right. That at that time I was focused on how will the letters come out? Will the paper and I had to weigh down the paper because uh, when you work through the with a print you have the paper dampened when it goes through the printing press. It takes a better impression. And handmade paper takes a much better embossment than regular paper. Mm -hmm. That was one of the reasons why I made it, because nothing could 
take the I put as much pressure on the press as I could, and I was so excited when they came out really great. The more I looked out on the roads and the streets, I said my things have to look just like they've been on the roads and the streets and in the weather. And so I watched what happened on the roads and the cracks and all those things. If you ever look on the street, pieces of jewelry fall and things fall into anything that, where there's a crack or a crevice. It's true. And it, yeah. it just I just had more fun watching what happened on the streets. And the people from the water district got to be really good friends with me. And John Maylis and Mario Palmieri came up and said, Bobby, we know where there's a broken grate. We're going to take some photos of it. Uh, Mario, one Christmas, he, he came up with a Santa Claus hat on and he had a little a little water meter inside of something that I could use. He gave me one. But he came with a Santa hat at Christmas. <laughs> I mean, it, it just made me really excited to deal with them. And the water district, I gave them one of my prints about the water markout. They would explain that. They would explain all the colors on the street, what they stood for. Well, blue is water, green is sewer. I um, red is electric and orange is telephone and communications. So I got to know all, and so everybody helped me learn about the streets and what was going on. We asked Bobby what advice she had for young and emerging artists. One of, one of my favorite things to tell any young person is I, I love Langston Hughes' poems and one is, hold fast to dreams for if dreams die, life is a broken-winged bird that cannot fly. Hold fast to dreams, for if dreams go, life is a barren field frozen with snow. And the whole story is that you never give up. You just stay at it. Uh, you, you do what really feels good to you, and you don't worry about what everybody else says. But you also have to get your art out there. You have to enter competitions. You build a career by by being a little bit of a PR person too. Yeah. So, and I dare I say have a have a website and investigate before you get a webmaster that you get one that you really can work with. Because when you have a rapport with your webmaster, you can accomplish more. Oh, and learn everything you can about whatever your art is and and get to they also say go to the art openings and get to know the people who moved the arts. I, I couldn't always get out to all those things, but I did a lot on the internet. I started many of these things later in life. You know, it's a it's a lesson to you. Look, I'm 84, look at all the things I was, right. I didn't have the stroke till I was 80. I was lucky because yeah. if I'd had it sooner, I wouldn't have been able to do all the things I was doing. You're wonderful. You're I was up on a ladder at 79, putting things up on the wall and hanging all these things. and. Even 75, that one that was in mud up there. You see those empty foam forms up there on the wall? Yeah. That is on one of those kind of foam forms. Yeah. And it had two cubes and I, I rounded up the inside and I have all kinds of methods of getting those sculptures together. Bobby shared with us some of the key people and turning points that shaped her craft early on in her career. My sculpture of their Lady Barbara, that was one of my lessons way back in college early. And uh, he said, don't overwork it. He was Greek, or you'll kill it. And they were bombing the buildings, and they were the Kent rivals on the campuses and things like that. And, the, and I went to the campus, and somebody watched my children. I ran and got my sculpture, went home and worked on it and worked on it. And he said, you overworked it, you killed it. <laughs> anyway, uh, you'll see that she's got... Um, 
the way it got finished, it got sprayed with green paint, and then I have uh, um, shoe polish and a rag, and I take the gold pigment, and you put the shoe polish on the rag, and then you put the gold, have you ever done that? And then you rub the gold pigment all over her, and see how she's shiny like that? That's not painted on, that's rubbed on with a rag. I read the book of uh, Manhole Covers in Los Angeles, and I started communicating with Mimi Milnick, and I saw that that was really an important thing. And, you know, just communicating with other people who did this kind of thing um, made me more interested and more dedicated to keep on doing all this work. And then I learned about the chimney covers on in New York City. I'd never thought about that. They had uh, skylight grates, and then you lift up the cover, and the coals would go down those things to the cellar storage pits underground. Many things were stored underground, and the the openings to them were round covers called chimney chimney pit covers, and they're all there. Are many of them in New York City, very beautiful, and some of them had glass rounds on them, and they would emit light to the lower surfaces. And so I found, and then I got to meet the glass blower and got and ordered my own glass round. So I have one Jacob Mark. Uh, I did one like that. The cover was all glass rounds, and I. And then after that, whenever I was going to do a show, they advised me to, to do all manhole art. So I entered a competition, New Art, in New York at Parsons School of Design. And I put one or two of my manhole cover designs and things that I had done in there, some, uh, some early prints and easy sculptures. And uh, I said to Al, don't, Al says, Bobby, what are you going to do if, if you're accepted? I said, don't worry, I'll never be accepted new art in New York. Next thing you know, I'm accepted. I have six weeks to hurry up and do a whole lot of artwork based on manhole covers. And I did some things, and I pulled it off. I was still young enough to do all that. Bobby sent us a copy of a short story she wrote called Mars 2037, Intergalactic Art Exchange. Her first draft she wrote as part of a creative writing exercise she did with her elementary school students using the prompt, what if you had a trip to Mars? The story starts on the eve of the first ever intergalactic art exchange. I love art from all the ages and I love my art history course. So I just thought, wouldn't it be amazing on Mars that all the different countries on the United States sent their artwork up there and it's all shared on an intergalactic. I mean, we should do it here on Earth too. I had never thought of that yet. <laughs> Um, but I just thought, wouldn't it be wonderful if people could travel around and right in a big, a big open space like a World's Fair type thing and see all of this artwork? And then the TV crew that was describing it and monitoring it, I thought that was fun too. Yeah, I really had. I I kept envisioning it. It was really happening in in my story. If you write stories, they come to life for you. Did you notice that? Isn't yeah. it fun? The main character is called Ava, and she's the director of the U.S. Public Works Museum. She arrives on Mars and sees that the exhibition centerpiece is Mars Great, a prototype manhole cover designed by Maya, an artist known for her dedication to public works on Mars and for her design of the first manhole covers for the Red Planet. Bobby has the real Mars Great hanging in her studio. She sculpted it to look like it's set in the floor of an actual Martian tunnel. In the center of the grate, it says Mars, DPW, Department of Public Works, and it's covered in grit and has a bronze finish. 
She's backlit it, and the light glowing through the holes in the grate makes me think of utility corridors and maintenance tunnels. I love this piece because when we talk about space, so much of it is hypothetical, some of it, so much of it you can't see or touch, and this, this work just gives you something to look at, something that yeah. you can hang the Mars to. piece. Yes. Could you tell me more about it, how it came about, how you developed it? Well, I went to my story. I said, I need a Mars grate because it's in my story. And then uh, I was going to, I, I wanted a hexagon shape. And Al was helping me at that point. He said, Bobby, do you realize putting the sides, because it has the sides on it. He said, putting the sides on a hexagon is going to be much harder than a diamond. So there is a picture of me somewhere on the inter. I can find it for you where I'm carving it out. And uh, every night I was looking at an oriental rug and so forth. I have the Mars symbol on one cut outside. The other side, I just kind of made it up because I kept looking at this oriental rug and I said, oh, that can be the part of my other side of my, my Mars. Great, but I, I knew from the manhole covers when they had lifted out the chimney that, I mean, when they had shown me what was under the lid, that I had to have a support for a manhole cover. It would need a support, so that has a support. I learned how to have a rim and how things would fit in and out. It stays on with Velcro, um, so you can lift that off to get the to get the lights fixed in there. Because Bobby spent so much of her career thinking about the hidden beauty of our essential infrastructure, I wanted to get her perspective on what public works would look like on Mars. They would need a plumbing system. I don't know how they would do it all. They'd probably run right through their sand and run their, their pipes and all the equipment they needed. And a biosphere would have many sets of plumbing in it. It had to be done. It, it, it can't exist anymore. It can't have outhouses all over on Mars. I grew up on a farm and beside the plumbing, we did have an outhouse outside that <laughs> on the farm. But um, I, you know, I, see, I envisioned in the tunnels that people would be living in some of the tunnels. They were very safe. They would have to do underground plumbing in them. And they, they would need their manhole covers. And they would need a public works uh, group just like we have on Earth. So that's what I envisioned. In all her work, Bobby's drawn on her curiosity and her precise observant technique to tell us, the viewer, to look down, to think about what's under our feet, and to reflect on how we're shaping our environment, both here on Earth and beyond. That's why I think the art is so neat, because the people who work in the public work system have an art that says, I'm important, this is important work, and look, someone's making art of what I do for a living. I think that's a really exciting thing. This has been the first installation of Avant, a series by Women in the Arts, Inc., a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to celebrating the genius of women. For more information about our mission and programs, you can visit www.womenintheArts.org or find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Women in the Arts, Inc.